Well, we are less than a day away from the Fed and everyone is expecting a quarter percent rise. But what follows that? The wage price data has everyone thinking that inflation has peaked. Corporate earnings are coming in strong and everyone is looking for a soft landing. Even the IMF has upped their forecast for the year. Unless, of course, you live in the UK, they're going to have a bad time of it, they reckon. And a massive data uh, to come over the next day, along with the Fed. It's uh, going to be a busy day. It's Wednesday, the 1st of February, 2022. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, U.S. stocks back up today, 1.7% for the NASDAQ at the close, 1.5% for the S&P 500 and 1.1% for the Dow. European shares are fairly flat, though, although a 0.2% drop in the FTSE 100, the pound. It's also down today, losing 0.2%. The euro, though, up 0.2%. And the Aussie dollar down a tiny bit on a U.S. dollar, which is itself falling this morning. The Aussie is down to just below 70.6 U.S. cents now. And bond yields down Three basis points lower for 10-year treasuries, down three for German bonds as well. Similar falls across much of Europe. Aussie 10 years were at 3.55% yesterday, which was a small rise. Not much movement in futures overnight. And oil undecided, really. WTI is up 1.4%. Brent is down half a percent. So go figure. Well, to try and make sense out of all of that and to look at what's ahead, here's Sky Masters from NAB in Sydney. So I guess the, the key number that we were hanging out for from the US overnight, the Employment Cost Index, a little below what was expected, but not by much. A, a 1% increase in employment costs, Q1Q for Q4, down from 1.2%, the, the growth in the previous quarter. So that is the right direction. And that really does explain the optimism that we're seeing in the markets this morning. Morning, Phil. Yeah, look, it's it's been a, an interesting night for, for markets. And to be honest, when I was sort of trawling through my emails before I logged on and looking at the data prints, I actually thought that I would have seen a bigger reaction from from markets. But um, you know, particularly in, in the rates market, the, the overall moves have been pretty muted. So mm. yeah, the initial um, the initial rally in, in bonds post the data overnight has largely been unwound and early weakness in in equity markets has also been unwound. So if you look at what's come out, you know, as you said, the employment cost index, um, it rose by 1% um, in the fourth quarter of last year, which was slightly below expectations of, of 1.1. But but the clear point here with this data is that it is sort of showing that, um, you know, wages growth in the US is, is easing and the ECR report is just confirming what you've seen in the average hourly earnings um, yeah. readings. And so it does sort of alleviate that concern that you know, some of the Fed members might have had that, you know, maybe we were entering into a, a sort of a wage price spiral. So you're know, supportive of the view that, you know, the Fed can dial back its its pace of tightening um, and, and well, you know, possibly, possibly pause. Yeah. Well, are we going to see that? Because, uh, of course, the Fed tomorrow morning, uh, Australia time, and, you know, there is still, you know, this difference between how the, how the markets are seeing it and how the Fed is seeing it. So is this an opportunity for them to, as you say, to wind back a bit? Because th- that read, the employment cost, that's the lowest since Q4 2021. So even though it's a small move, it's a significant move. I'm not sure that the data yet is um, confirming that, you know, that they could actually pause. And so, you know, going forward, data is key. And we've been talking about that heading into last year. Uh, you know, each data print now is, is very important because it's sort of cementing the the, the sort of outlook for, for central banks. So, um, you know, the, I think there'll be um, 
markets will be or investors will be mixed in their views around, you know, is tomorrow's rate hike um, followed by a pause or not? Um, I think it's, you know, I think the Fed commentary will will still sound quite hawkish. Mm. I, I don't think they want the market to to run away um, just yet in terms of thinking that they have pause. Right. And but you know, there's lots of signs, aren't there, to suggest, you know, soft landing. So we had good earnings results. McDonald's, for example, better than expected because they were able to pass on prices to the consumer. Uh, General Motors made revenue of forty three point one billion against the expectations of forty one point three. Same numbers, just in a different order. Makes all the difference. Uh, Pfizer also beat estimates, although Caterpillar not doing quite as well. Uh, but their revenues well up 16.6 billion instead of the 12.9 billion expected but earnings down because of exchange rates but you know if you ignore that business is carrying on carrying on yes uh, definitely so i think you know when i look at um sort of what the data is showing and when i think about you know we spoke a fortnight ago and what's what shifted you know what's happened since the last time we spoke i mean i think you know clearly there's signs of inflation at least in the u.s um, easing, inflation pressures easing, uh, but in and and also sort of consumer spending um, is is easing as well. You know the the December retail sales prints. You had sort of German um, retail sales overnight. That was quite weak for December. You had Aussie retail sales yesterday. That was quite weak for December. So you know signs that the tightening in policy is starting to affect um, the consumer but nothing is pointing yet to that hard landing Um, and if anything you know the data over the last fortnight is probably sort of more supporting that soft landing rather than hard landing and you know I think that's you know maybe that's why we've seen a bit of the reaction in in the market overnight even though ECI was sort of slightly better than expected is that you know markets are well priced for um, the Fed cutting later this year so they're well priced for that easing in inflation and easing in wages pressures Um, and nothing yet is supporting that real hard landing um, scenario. Well, particularly for Australia, because you mentioned those retail numbers. I mean, they were down 3.9% month on month in December. But, you know, that was after a good November. And, of course, Black Friday and Cyber Monday influencing those buying patterns. But uh, but also, uh, you know, credit growth has slowed, but um, household deposits continue to rise. I mean, we've, you know, people are saving, you know, it's a, a lot more, $357.6 billion more in household accounts than the start of the pandemic. So, uh, you know, if you're looking at one number that shows why people are perhaps a little less inclined to work if they don't have to and why prices are higher, it's because there's still a lot of people with money. So, so long as we've got that, we can look and see retail sales might go down for a month. But generally, that that's talking soft landing, isn't it? That that one number in itself. Yeah. I mean, as I said, I think at the moment, the data is pointing to a soft landing um, globally, not not a hard landing. You know, you, you had you know, the IMF yesterday revising up its um, global growth forecasts i mean you know within that Mm. there's you know differences across jurisdictions but that's obviously reflecting what's going on in each country and we've said going into this year you're going to see that last year every every sort of the data across the globe was sort of heading in the same direction um this year you're going to see differences and that's going to be reflected then in currencies and and bond spreads etc but at the end of the day uh you know the outlook isn't necessarily as bad as as people had feared. And going back to your comment around the um, 
US company reporting, you know, the Caterpillar one was interesting because that is often seen as a bellwether, um, you know, for, for the US economy. And while its Q4 um, report disappointed, it's, it's still positive on the outlook. Um, and, you know, positive on, on the outlook for sales growth. So, you know, they're not pointing to a hard landing either. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's that, that's why I think for me, I'm looking at I'm looking at markets, I'm looking at central banks and sure, they're going to pause um, soon. But are they going to be cutting at the end of next year, at the end of this year, sorry? Or the Fed, at least, and I, I don't think I'm not sure they are. Yeah, the data is not confirming that yet. Yeah, well, I tell you, there's one place. So the uh, the IMF have released the uh, World Economic Outlook, and there's one place they have singled out that is not going to do particularly well this year. They reckon the UK economy is going to shrink by 0.6 percent this year. Uh, but you know they're not always right. Middle of last year, they were saying the UK would grow by 3.2 percent in 2022. Now they reckon it was probably 4.1 percent. So a bit out on that. Uh, it's just another forecast, isn't it? Really. And look, you know, we, when it comes to the UK, they do continually surprise us. It does. It, I mean, it, it it does, and and you know, I, I guess it's it comes down to you know the central banks and and you know how focused they are in getting inflation down you know how how hard they're going to you know they're, they're going to go in there they're tightening to to sort of get inflation back to to target um you know i so yeah i i, I don't know Let, let's again let's watch this space but as you said the IFM, imf you know op- often revises its forecast so let's see what happens yeah and we had mixed data from from europe so a better than expected uh, q4 gdp uh, 0.1 up a quarter on quarter quarter when it was expected to fall into negative territory and mixed data from germany so germany's retail sales were well down in december but again that could be you know for the same reason that we saw in australia down 5.3 percent month on month but how much of that much of that was money uh, shopping bought forward the number of unemployed people fell a little, but not enough to move the unemployment rate, which sort of sticks at 5.5%. But Germany is the one country aside from the UK that the IMF are you know, expecting in Europe to be close to zero. They're forecasting growth of 0.1%. Uh, Ireland is the place to watch. 3.5% growth they're forecasting. Um, <laughs> that's what happens when you, uh, you know, offer low tax. Uh, and get people to move money into in and out of your country. Uh, look, China, it's back. We get the uh, we had the manufacturing PMI. It was a bit higher than expected, and over fifty. And non-manufacturing. Look at this: a meteoric rise from forty-one point six to fifty-four point four. Staggering. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think people, you know, were sort of expecting um, some stronger numbers out of China, um, you know, with the reopening, and that's obviously what we've seen, what we've seen overnight. So. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting at a, at a time where you've got sort of activity data across the globe um, sort of softening um, and showing, you know, signs of, of tighter policies starting to, to take effect. Um, you know, in the backdrop of that, you've got sort of China and, um, you know, it's going to be a positive towards the growth outlook for, for the year ahead. Uh, you know, and, and that's a factor, you know, supporting commodity prices as well 
Um, and you know, it, it's it's a factor that that'll support support Australia. So on ba- on balance, is how does it play out? Because you could say, well, okay, if there if there's so much domestic demand there, that could create inflation there. Does that inflation get exported? And you say obviously that if there's demand for commodities, that's good for Australia, and it would be good for Germany as well if they're starting to see supply chains picking up. But is there also a danger that we'll see some? Uh, some export of inflation just as other countries are starting to see that getting under control uh, definitely there, there could be and and so this is this is the sort of point around i guess central banks is uh you know inflation is um inflation pressures are easing um, in the u.s wage pressures pressures are easing but the annual rates still remain extremely high and uh, I would have thought central banks want to see those rates quite a bit lower before they even consider cutting cutting rates. Um, and you know, in the backdrop, as you said, you've got development developments happening in in China. Um, so you know, I, I said it last time we spoke. I'll say it again. You know, I think um, you know markets are currently, or in terms of bond markets, they're well priced for central banks pausing and central banks taking back some of the tightening of policy later this year. So that for the market to rally significantly from here, we need to see some really soft data. And we're not seeing that yet. And we've got lots of data today. So labour market data for New Zealand today for Q4, which will tell us not just how tight the labour market is over there, but also importantly, how much wages are rising. We also get employment numbers for the US, the ADP employment numbers and the jolts, the job opening numbers as well. And the year on year estimate for Europe CPI and the core number and the Caging PMI for China, the US ISM manufacturing as well. I tell you what, that and the Fed, there's a lot going on over the next 24 hours. There is a there is a lot going on, Phil, uh, and you know even more heading into the end of the week. So you know a busy a busy end of the week for markets. Well, it gives us lots to talk about. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow morning. Thanks for that, Sky. Thanks, Phil. And I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Back tomorrow morning. See you then.